What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Progressive Gentleman Podcast. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Dan. I'm Matt. And thank you for taking the time to nerd out about music with us. Uh, we have been gone for a while. Um, yes. And uh, we feel like we probably owe you guys an explanation as to why. Um, <laughs> life, uh, life has been pretty crazy, uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, you know, we, we did go, we went on a, on a vacation, which was probably the only nice part of why we've been gone for a little while. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was probably only accounting for about 10 days of this hiatus. Um, yeah. That was like immediately following our last episode. I think like we dropped one and then we went on vacation and then it's just been pure chaos. Since yeah, then. We, I, I got, I, I started getting hit up while on vacation for, uh, you know, emergency work stuff, which had to get handled. So that was fun. As soon as I got back, I walked into that. Um, and then that went on for a while. Um, unfortunately, uh, I also, uh, lost my grandmother, um, which, which was also a, a difficult period of time. Yeah. Um, and tough. my, my mother-in-law is also uh, moving closer to us and she is, moving into a new house so there's been a lot of work uh to go along with getting that house ready for her to move in so that's been another you know pretty uh time consuming situation uh you know all the while still working full time and uh yeah, yeah. so so yeah. yeah i mean my my wife's starting a new job soon so uh that's that's exciting as well but you know just just things are are pretty well, much lots of it's life. been one after the other yeah yeah um, my air conditioner broke so we've been having uh <laughs> technicians come out left and right to try and diagnose and fix it and uh in addition to like my usual stuff of class and work full-time and right yeah you, you know. work full-time you're a full-time student so that's tough too i mean you know we you guys already knew that sort of you know but, yeah but still that doesn't change the fact that that's a very time-consuming thing so <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, when one of us was available, the other person had something going on. We just, like, couldn't sync up to find a time to actually record. And we have yet to find an idea for something that really works with just, like, one person talking to themselves as a podcast format. So, you know, maybe in the future we can figure something out and just, you know, have a feed of content with one of us if we both can't sync up or something, but... But yeah, I was going to say uh, to touch on sort of what you started there with the like, you know, I mean, your availability was already, you know, with with how much you have going on just at a baseline with work and school is already, you know, tough. And then my availability became shit as well. So yeah. <laughs> it was just like, this is impossible. And like you said, too, I mean, yeah, the the one person, you know, talking to themselves for 30 minutes or however long it might be idea is there. It's just a matter of. I mean, we already feel pretty insane as it is. I feel like that, <laughs> that's probably it's probably not great for. I mean, we can we, we might give it a try sometime. I don't know, but that's it, tough. And, yeah, you know, I, we've talked about like bringing other people into the mix, but like that, I don't know. I don't know if that how right that feels, or and we also don't have many friends that listen to the same shit as us, so it's like we don't have a very deep bench in that regard. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it so is. It's, uh, it's tough. It's difficult tough, to navigate, but... and I think because like this podcast is kind of like was built upon you and I enjoying like chatting about this. So when we do a podcast with not both of us chatting about it, then it kind of feels like that's like not why we're thing. doing. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it's its own. Which beast. like might which might be okay 
as like filler but yeah you know it the, the core of this podcast is this right here so it's like uh you know we we try to this is you know this is why we try to make it so this is what it is and that's why you know part of why it took so long to sort of get back into it you know with everything going on between us but um yeah we're I mean, here now yeah and uh, i guess uh <laughs> with the uh long hiatus uh you know absence makes the heart grow fonder and there's been a yeah. shit ton of stuff that's happened oh, and, man. since yeah. our last episode that we can talk about so yeah and it probably probably more than we'll touch on in this episode this is going to be a, a general transmission episode basically we're just gonna kind of try to get caught up on all the happenings that you know since we've been gone in a way um and sort of get back into the swing of things um but one thing that i noticed that we were kind of having a conversation and i figured that conversation might be cool to to sort of have here as well to start this off is that like it seems like heavy music is becoming a lot more like into the mainstream in a way um, and, and I think that's been a trend these last couple of years, but it seems like really recently, uh, that's, that's been a thing that I've recognized on, you know, social media, uh, different creators and stuff like that on TikTok and, you know, Instagram and all that stuff are, are pushing content that, you know, is featuring heavier, heavier songs or artists or whatever, or themselves, you know, creating heavy music or whatever and in short spurts on like TikTok and stuff. Um so I figured let's 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 start to hash that out a little bit because I, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I th- I I've definitely seen more like there's a lot more like collaborations with metal artists and like more mainstream artists like I don't know for example uh I just saw the other day Beartooth they have a feature with Hardy the country musician. And, like, I know the same thing, like, Bill Murray is doing that kind of stuff. Like, he's got, um, you know, like, more mainstream, like, um, he actually has a country artist in the song, like, uh, All Gas. And, and stuff, like, there's a lot more, like, and I feel like country is a much wider listen-to genre. So they're kind of, like, branching out. And while I'm not really a, a country fan in pretty much any regard um actually like the bill murray single is pretty solid i think it's it's cool um and stuff i i do like that it seems like it's getting more popular although it's like cautiously excited i think is like oh more people will get to experience this awesome music but then also is that going to like drastically change the metal scene and make the music more poppy and not poppy and the see, artist, but right. poppy we, <laughs> genre. We do see a little bit of that though too, but um you know, in, in bands like Spirit Box who are kind of starting to go a little bit more mainstream with their metal, um bands like Sleep Token who sort of bridge that gap from like pop music to, to metal music gaining so much traction. Um but uh, you know, some of the things that I wanted to point out too, like uh you know, it, it's an interesting landscape when Demi Lovato is on Octane Radio doing pig squeals. <laughs> that's that's pretty, pretty, like, I don't know what universe we stumbled into where that's happening, <laughs> but, but that's happening. Um, and talking about how she wants to work with bands like Bad Omens and, and, uh, and Knocked Loose, which, and then that's another thing, Knocked Loose performing at Coachella 
and then Billie Eilish yeah. sitting there at the side of the stage watching their set. Like that's a huge artist and enjoying yeah. a band like Knock Loose who granted, I mean, they're amazing, but uh, they're not, that's not really who you would, you know, that's, that's not the scene that you would anticipate or expect yeah. a band like that to, to be performing in. So that's super interesting. Uh, artists like Chris Brown, not not to be confused with Chris Taylor Brown or whatever the hell his name is from uh, Trapped, who's dog shit. But uh, <laughs> like the pop R and B, whatever the shit he is, Chris Brown, the one that beat the shit out of Rihanna. So uh, also still a piece of shit, just <laughs> so a different still, piece of so shit. Still a piece of shit, yeah. But yeah. but yeah, different type of piece of shit. <laughs> um, talking about how he vibes with heavy metal music on like Shannon Sharp's podcast. So it's just interesting to see all these figures who are sort of in that the music mainstream, the popular music mainstream, like talking about how they enjoy or want to work with or want to, you know, do something in regards to heavy music is uh, sort of putting different eyes onto this scene and uh, for better or for worse, I suppose. But um, I mean, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up too, it's like, there's a lot of content creators and influencers like uh, I think her name's like Casey, Casey, Carlson Casey. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen her. She does like all kinds of metal covers, and she also has a band. Um, who they're they're actually pretty decent as well. I don't remember the name of them. I I'm literally just pulling this out of my ass right now. But um, I feel like I I probably would recognize the you would definitely I I, pretty much her. anybody like if you have ever listened to a metal song and then open TikTok, your algorithm <laughs> likely put her on your feed. Is she like like bleach blonde hair? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and she like, I mean, her she does so you know her numbers are so high on the videos that she posts that they her band actually got like put on like Blue Ridge Rock Festival. That's which cool. Is, like a huge festival. So it's like it's interesting to see you know it's you don't have to just do a cover of a Taylor Swift song to get popular in the metal scene anymore. Yeah. Uh, to get like mainstream popularity in the metal scene anymore. It's like, you know, yeah, she's yeah. out here covering actual metal songs and then writing her own stuff. Yeah. I've seen, she's done, uh, done like to the hellfire and yeah, stuff like did. Lauren ashore and stuff. It's like, yeah. I mean, they've also blown up too, which is also weird. I know like, that was a trend for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like, like you said, you know, a lot of I think it started with bands covering like Taylor Swift and other like pop songs and doing the sort of like punk goes pop yeah, kind of deal. Yeah. But now there are people covering other also still fairly obscure metal songs and getting big. And it's like it'd be different, I think, if people were covering like Sleep Token because they're they're kind of now in the pop scene, like as far as like fan base goes like but there's I also so still many listeners i still feel like without this trend towards like metal going to the to the mainstream like would sleep token be as big as they are you know what i mean so i feel like yeah i don't know i don't know if there are like a like a symptom or a you know what i'm saying like i don't know <laughs> yeah. if, i don't know if their if their popularity is a symptom of this or if it's like just part of what's actually the cause you know what i mean like, is it yeah. because they bridge that gap that is getting more listeners into the scene like that's causing this? Or is it, oh, well, now metal music is a lot more accepted and, oh, yeah. this is a band that we can listen to. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, you have you have that girl that went on America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent or one of the something's got talent. Um, 
doing a spirit box song or whatever and actually getting <laughs> through to the next round or whatever. I don't know. She might have even won. I have no freaking clue. I don't watch That's that cool. shit. But, but it's like, it's interesting that like, do you remember? I don't know if you remember back in the day, like on American Idol, there was a dude that went in and did like a Silverstein song. No, and, I don't like, remember that. And just got laughed off the stage, right? Like you're just like, yeah. what was that? Right. But you know, now you can go on America's Got Talent, arguably, or, or Britain's Got Talent or whatever arguably a larger stage and get through to the next round doing metal. Like I, if any, I think that's a prime example of, you know, this isn't Norway's got talent where they probably get 50% black metal <laughs> artists. Like this is, yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see sort of the evolution, the acceptance um, of heavy music sort of happening before our eyes when back, you know, the one, the one negative thing for me, well, one of the negative things for me about this is I've seen a very large resurgent of the word screamo. Oh, really? I haven't yeah, seen that. Like but... that, that I, I, I don't think I'm super pumped about that. Um, <laughs> that is like the one word for me that's like triggering in the, like, I'm not like a, a genre, like gatekeeper person. Like, I feel like you could make an argument for pretty much any band of like they have elements of x subgenre of metal and like that's fine whatever you feel like it goes in like sure but the screamo thing is like the one term that i feel like non-metal heads use to encompass all metal and it's like a very like particular subgenre of metal that's like actually like emo music with screamy vocals and it's usually also like the derogatory version that sort of like it's used in a way that's like, oh, that screamo music. And yeah, it's a slur to me. Yeah. I like <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. It it feels like they're talking down to <laughs> metalhead fans. And it's yeah. like that you can't use that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's I think that's sort of the biggest negative for me, which again, that's a superficial one, but I still don't like it. Um <laughs> the, the changes the changes in music, like in metal music as a result of this trend, I think has pros and cons. Um because like some of the blend of, you know, different styles, whether it's you know poppy type lyrics, not again, not the artist poppy but like you know pop yeah lyrics or vocal styles or whatever or you know sort of bringing you know bringing in sort of a hip hop type of vibe to to the beat that's playing or whatever or different synthy stuff or whatever that sounds more like an R&B hip hop whatever scene um I don't hate it across the board I think uh we're getting an interesting array of of music sort of or styles or experimentation, which as a prog fan, you know, you welcome some, if not all of that. Um, some bands do take it too far and that's, that's <laughs> yeah. where it starts to get, you know, experimentation for experimentation's sake can be a bad thing. Um, but I, I, I always welcome, you know, sort of the blending of genres or the, the changes, experimentation, whatever. Um, so I, I do think in it, it probably overall is a good thing um, in the scene, but I know people who are just traditionalists who are just like, just give me my metal as heavy as possible. I want my face to be drooped to my knees the whole time <laughs> I'm listening to this. Like, I get that. 
Yeah, um, just so wanted sure to be that, heavy caveman riffs. And... So I'm sure people who feel that way wouldn't agree with me there, but I think overall it's a it's a good thing for the scene. Uh, I think, yeah. like you said, like particularly for the prog scene, it's good because they can borrow more like things from like the pop scene and throw it into music and experiment and create different stuff. And so you know the whole thing with prog is you know kind of changing and experimenting and doing new unique things like uncharted musical territory. And uh, so I think it's good for Prague. Maybe not necessarily like if you're, you know, into like straight up like deathcore or, you know, like death metal where you want more like chuggy, heavy downtune stuff. And like, that's it. You don't want like weird instruments in there and stuff. But I, I think, think overall the good it's thing- good. I think the good thing there, though, too, is, is it's not usually those genres that are adapting this. You know what I mean? That's, like, yeah, that's your, true. Your death metal is going to, you know, you're not going to have like a Justin Bieber verse in a death metal song. Like, that's just not going to happen. Um, or at yeah. least not as much, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe there are some bands that would do something like that. But, you know, like for the most part, those genres and the bands in those genres aren't changing that yeah, much. Yeah, and it seems like you often like with those you get sort of like branching off subgenres so you get like your symphonic death metal instead but like you know your straight up death metal still exists it's not like it's gone and every band went into like the symphonic scene or like two other subgenres they kind of just like split you know it kind of becomes almost like a hydra it's like well now we've yeah. just got two heads of death metal and and stuff so i think like I don't think that pop infiltrating metal will like ruin metal. It will just create more subgenres of metal and more for people to enjoy and find their their niche. Something for everyone. Yeah. Now that's you know, something we're, we're everyone a, can enjoy. We're a family genre, you know what yeah. I mean? We're 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 for we're for all folk. Yeah. But um but yeah, so that was that was a cool discussion. I like that. Uh but speaking of just basically being gone for a long time and having all you know all this stuff change sort of across the landscape, we've had a lot of new records, singles, band lineup changes, like all kinds of stuff have happened. And I know we're not going to touch on all of it. But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna touch on some of it, at least the ones that you know stuck in our brains that we you know bands that we obviously listen to on a frequent basis that. You know, we feel like talking about their shit, and that's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna start that with Tesseract because they dropped an easily, you know, easy top three album of the year contender thus far, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. It's uh, it, honestly, I mean, like with that first single they dropped, like we kind of had an idea that it was gonna be heavier than their other albums, but it's uh, man, they they definitely leaned in on the heaviness. They did. I mean, I, you know, Daniel Tompkins has has sort of flirted with with heavy vocals for a while, um, and yeah, I think uh, that flirtation ship became a relationship on this record. Uh, yeah, he, uh, I the the changing of styles while still sounding like still rooted in that Tesseract sound. Um, it, it was cool to see that type of evolution. You know, it wasn't like a full 180 or, you know, they're not, they're not blast beating and doing all this crazy shit. Like, it's just like, it's their ambient style of progressive metal 
you know, that genty style of progressive metal. Yeah. While throwing in a, a occasional like longer solo riff that I'm used to hearing them do, because that's something that usually they stay pretty ambient across the board. Um, so they did experiment a little bit on the instrumentation side. And then vocally, it's just a masterclass of, of every type of vocal. You know, he really displays his range on this record. Um, and you know, shows the fact that he's one of the best vocalists in progressive metal, period. I mean, he's he has been for a while, but he really he really flexed his muscles here on this one. Yeah, I I like that it's still very noticeably Tesseract. Like you you wouldn't be mistaken like when you hear the like the clean vocals, it's like, oh, for sure this is Tesseract. But then like when the heavies come in, like the you know the the, the screaming vocals and, and stuff it goes so heavy and like, oh, wow, like I wasn't expecting this. And yeah, I think his his vocal range is really good. Like he's got such like he can hit such high notes singing clean, but also has some like pretty heavy, like low growls and uh even yeah, that he even like, gets deep like that like guttural deep selling, yeah which i don't didn't expect from him because like i mean on uh sonder like he does he does a little bit of high or a little bit of uh heavy vocals on that on that record um and he sort of uses that style a good bit on the new record um but he get yeah he gets into those lows and you're just like where did that come from yeah um, which I, I again I'm super pumped that he he sort of went down that that avenue. I I personally think that this is their best record since uh, Altered State. Yeah, it's not better than Altered State. That that record is a all time record for me. But um, yeah, it's it's probably better than it's. Pro- I wish Sonder was longer. That's that's my only knock on Sonder because that album is pretty pretty fantastic. But it's you know. It's an EP masquerading as a record, as a full length. Um, so it's tough yeah. for me to sort of put that above much of anything in their discography just because of that. But Saunders is fantastic. Um, but uh, Altered State's just next level. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of those albums that just kind of holds a special place. So it's hard to like dethrone. I think for people that like the like the heavier vocals i could see how they would put this record over altered state just because they, like they would be wrong but I <laughs> saying, yeah. it's like i mean from a preference standpoint if like you prefer the unclean vocals like if you're more of like a you know progressive death metal fan i could see why you would lean this album over over altered state because it's so like clean vocal heavy and altered state and but like the instrumentation is very similar so i could see like how these would be in the same talks i was gonna say even even the instrumentation gets heavier on this record which i i i enjoy seeing that side of them but but yeah altered state maybe one i would even i might even put one above above this record uh Hmm. maybe but it, that's 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 the question mark. It's probably a coin flip between those two. This is either my second or third be- favorite, uh, second or third favorite Tesseract record. Um, so I want to play definitely. the uh, the video game that they put out. Did they, it's, it's 
is it still Kickstarter? Like, is it still like they're trying to develop it or is it actually out? It's so you it's out for purchase. I don't know if it's still considered like a beta, like the game preview, but it is available for purchase on Steam. Um, and it is, I think, predominantly like a VR experience first, but it is able to be played not in VR. Interesting. It's like it seems like it's sort of like a first person, like almost like a walking simulator game. I know a lot of people like use that term as like derogatory of like games. It's like, oh, you just walk around and talk to people. It's lame. But I enjoy those types of games, like the experiential things. Um, it seems like that's what it is. Uh, I think but it, it. I think it might make it cooler the fact that it's sort of an like an album, like a record accompaniment type of deal like yeah you know what i mean so i I could see how like oh i want to play a video game this is what i'm gonna play and like that being kind of boring like if you had going into it not understanding like this actually has context to it to where if you're a tesseract fan and you enjoy this record and you want to like sort of get into the lore around it or whatever uh i could see this being that being kind of a cool thing to a, that's a cool way to do that, you know. Yeah. Like I feel like bands like Coed and Cambria should do that. Yeah. Um, there's my Coed not, reference. Not the um, uh, Infinite Runner game that they put out. That was. Yeah, that game was bad. That was broken. Um, it was broken. But uh, they they had another game out too at one point. Uh, it was kind of like a like a Mortal Kombat, but like really sh- poorly designed. <laughs> um, it was called like Fight for the Keywork or something like that. Oh, was that was that an uh like an, an app game, game on yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Um, <laughs> I I I had it. I couldn't figure out how to even play it. So I was just like, oh, this is dumb. So but I feel like they would benefit. Like it would be cool to have something like this for, you know, the Amory Wars universe, but that's yeah. going to be hopefully my only not hopefully. I don't give a shit, but my probably my only Coheed reference on this episode, but I, I got it in there. Um, <laughs> Fit it um, in. But also, Tesseract has a tour, uh, and they're coming to North America, and I got tickets, and I'm pumped. I did not get tickets. I, you're sad. I am, <laughs> I'm a sad boy. But uh, yeah, they're touring with, I think in North America, I don't know if there's two sets of lineups, or if it's just North America gets intervals and alluvial. Because um, I know Unprocessed is also on the bill, but I think it's only for specific shows, and I don't think any of them are in the U.S., um, cause I would so much rather have unpro like unprocessed is so good. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, Tesseract alluvial intervals, I'm going to be seeing them here in like know, a couple, 11, couple weeks, like I 10 days. Like. Yeah. So really pumped about that. This will actually be my first time seeing Tesseract, which is crazy. Cause I've seen so many other bands so many freaking times. Like I've seen between the three <laughs> me almost 20 times. I feel like at this point. Coheed, I'm in the twenties. Contortionist, too many, like not too many, but a lot of times. Um, and I've never seen Tesseract. So <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that show. Yeah, um, I really want to see them too. I hope like just make it'll it happen. It'll end up working School's out. Not but it'll, important. it'll be a probably like a game time decision because my uh final presentation is due the like the next day. So depending on like if I can get it done early enough, then I could go maybe. But finals are overrated. 
It's only, uh, <laughs> I think, like 60% of my entire semester grade for this class, so. Just, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Do you get any points for putting your name on the paper? Or? I don't think so. Well, shit. But, uh, <laughs> so hopefully you can come. Um, I know uh, our buddy Brandon, I think he's coming with me. Uh, nice. And we did not get seats, so because I feel like it's disrespectful for the first time ever seeing a band to be sitting in a seat eating chicken fingers. So, um, <laughs> while that does, sound in, that does sound enticing, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to give it the full, uh, you know, the full effect here. So we'll see how that goes with my old age and my deterior- my deteriorating spine. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped about that show. Looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, so moving off of Tesseract, another band who put out a song with Daniel Tompkins and <laughs> <laughs> more Tesseract. And, yeah. Uh yeah. Moving on from Tesseract, here's more Tesseract. Um <laughs> Earthside. So it's been a very long time, and I actually want to look that up real quick because um Earthside dropped a record a while ago. Um that I feel like is super underrated. Uh, and Earthside's shtick is sort of like most of their songs feature like other artists, other like they bring in vocalists from other bands to do vocalists. They're mostly, I think they're completely an instrumental outfit. And then they bring in like they feature vocalists, or in huh. some cases, they feature like orchestras and all this. And it's like their music is awesome. Do um, they, do they tour then? I honestly like don't uh, they know have what toured. about it. They have toured, um, and usually what they've done in the past, from what I've seen, I've never seen them live, but I've seen some videos of them live, and the ones that feature vocalists, they usually have music videos that accompany those songs, um, and like they have some version of the music video sort of playing on a screen with the vocalist who was featured, and I don't know if they record something specific with that vocalist whenever they have them there doing the music videos, like to have something to have to sort of display live, but the vocals are recorded. You know, it's a track. Okay. When they play live, they still play the instruments live, but the vocals are a track. Okay. Um, from what I've seen again, I've never seen them live. I've just seen a couple of videos, but I was going to say, there's no way they could like round up all of the like singers no, for no. their sets. If Maybe. they do like a different singer on every track. They should just aim to tour with one of the bands with one of the vocalists and then give everybody sort of at least one song with a live singer. That could be cool. But yeah. Um, so Earthside Tesseract, maybe uh, they have a couple songs with Daniel Tompkins. Uh, um, so the record original record came out in 15. It was called a dream and static, which is actually the title track is what Daniel Tompkins was on back in 2015. Um, but the highlight song from that record for me is called Mob Mentality with LeJean Witherspoon from uh, Seven Dust. Oh, okay. That song is amazing. It's like 10 minutes long. I mean, Prague, but it's, yeah. it's amazing. And it also has the Moscow Studio Symphony Orchestra on it. And th that whole song is just incredible. Um, so when Earthside announced that they're finally releasing another record, you know, eight years later, uh, it might, probably by the time it comes, I don't know. I think it does come out in November. Um, so yeah, so eight years later, um, <laughs> I I was super pumped. And the first single, one of the one of the first, well, it's not the first. They released two singles before 
the first vocal feature single was with Daniel Tompkins. And so again, they're bringing him back, uh, which I think is sweet. Um, and it's a song called Let the Truth Speak. Very similar style to like sort of the first song with him. Um, and I mean, if you've not listened to Earthside, definitely go check you as well. I'm talking to you, Matt, but also everybody <laughs> else. Like, go listen to Earthside. Um, they also have a song that they just released, I think, last week, um, but very recently, called "Pattern of Rebirth" uh, with AJ Channer from Fire from the Gods. I don't know if you listen to Fire from the Gods at all. Yeah, yeah, I dig um, Fire from the Gods. But that song is is pretty sweet. Um, it's it's a little slower, little different style. Not slower, but it's a different style than what I'm what I'm used to from them. But that kind of kind of makes sense with AJ Channer. Um, and, you know, Fire from the Gods is is they have some progressive elements, but they're 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 an interesting band. Um, yeah, I don't so, know what category they you'd put them in. Like, I don't know either. To kind of like hard rock ish into but like, they, but also like reggae. Yeah, they they have some reggae elements. Um, like hip hop too. They have a song that I would it's called End Transmission that I would put in like that that probably is their most progressive song. Um from a musical standpoint. That's probably their most progressive song. So if you've never listened to Fire from the Gods, listen to the song End Transmission. Uh that's probably the one that uh that our audience would, would gravitate to the most. Maybe I'll throw maybe I'll throw that on jams of the week. Uh there, yeah. It's coming Monday. So yeah, keep an eye out for that because that's a, that's a great song. Um, but uh, it's also a cool band name too. It is a cool band name. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see that they're finally uh, they're finally putting out a new record. Um, I, I'm excited to see that the two features they've already announced are big ones. Um, you know, are already released with you know Daniel Tompkins and, and AJ Channer. Like that's super cool. Uh, so I'm excited to see, you know, what other features end up being on this thing. And, uh, and yeah, so definitely keep an eye out for, for the new Earthside record. I think it drops in November. So. Oh, cool. I, I, I have listened to Earthside, admittedly not a ton, um, but I haven't listened to any of the, these new singles. I need to, need to check those out, especially that Daniel Tompkins one. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> can't miss um, anything that Daniel Tompkins does. For sure. Moving on to... Another band that's super high, usually on our list, uh, and that's Silent Planet. Um, they have dropped four singles. One, one's been out for a while. That Signal, uh, I feel like, has been out for a while. But their most three recent singles, Antimatter, Collider, and Anunnaki. Um, a, different, a different direction, maybe a little bit. Maybe not Anunnaki. I feel like that's kind of a pretty much straight down the middle silent planet track yeah i think that actually like their trajectory is like with their bassist leaving and like the lineup change and stuff and then they put out signal antimatter and collider that there's definitely like still the core of silent planet there but they're definitely like leaning real heavy into like the like synthy electronic stuff and it's, Especially with antimatter, yeah, yeah, like and that song very much leans into that like synthy eighties vibe. Yeah, like, for sure. Even the music video feels very like, like vaporwave, like eighties, like 
there's like that scene they're like dancing in like a club with like neon lights and stuff feels very 80s like um and like i like some of it but i i love the core silent planet sound so i was like a little nervous the direction there's like is the whole album gonna be like this but then they came back with anunnaki which is like oh okay so they're gonna have some like you know your what you know and love from silent planet on here it's not a fully experimental record yeah exactly Um, I, part of me feels like, and I don't know if this is true, so this is just me speculating, so it's probably not true, but part of me feels <laughs> like, you know, so it's Garrett doing all of the clean vocals now, where before it, it was their bass player whose name I don't, you, I think, what's Thomas Frex, I think. Yes. Is this... yes. So I don't know how expected or whatever his departure from the band was. So I wonder if these parts were written differently with the expectation that it would be Thomas doing the vocals. And then when he departed, it was like, well, someone else has to do it. And then Garrett's like, well, I'll do it. And then it's maybe not from an instrumental standpoint. Like maybe they always expected this to be more synth, whatever. But I feel like the vocal filters and all that stuff on the clean vocals for Garrett, which I don't know if he even needs them. I mean, he sounds pretty good on these rec on this record. Maybe that's just, you know, production magic, or maybe he just actually yeah. sounds good on this record. But so I don't know if that's a, you know, a thing where he's just hesitant to, to, to fully show the, the world. Yeah. Vocal. Yeah. Or, or if it's just a, you know, he's using this to mask like maybe an insecurity about his clean vocal ability. I don't know. He sounds good to me. Um, yeah. So the bassist name know is if... Thomas Freckleton, not Frex. His Instagram handle is Frex. Yeah. Like Freckleton. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what I don't. I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm off base there. Maybe I probably am. But it's just that's what popped into my head was just like you know maybe he's just masking a potential insecurity, which just go for it. You know what I mean? But or maybe this was always the plan. I don't know. But I know a lot of these songs are sort of a result of, um, they had that that van accident. Like that, that was pretty bad. Um, yeah. And I know that Garrett wrote these songs, some of which I think Antimatter and Collider, maybe not Anunnaki, but Antimatter and Collider were written as like sort of a result of, you know, that, that van accident. So I don't know if maybe that's why they made those two songs in particular sound the way that they do. I have no idea. They're artists, they do what they want to do. It doesn't sound terrible. It's just not necessarily what I expected from Silent Planet. A lot of people love it. I feel like they are the probably very polarizing, though, in the scene. Yeah, I think for me, I I enjoy Collider. The like kind of abrupt change to the, like the drum and bass, like electronic sound at like that first like third of the song. It felt like kind of jarring the first time that I listened through it, but after a few more listen throughs, like. I think overall I like that song and I feel like as the songs have been released, I like them more. So that kind of just based off of that, like trend of like antimatter was like, okay, there's some stuff here. I like then collider was like, okay, this song overall, I like a, a decent bit. And then Anunnaki, I'm like, okay, I really like this song. So it gives me faith that like, I'm going to 
overall and enjoy the whole album and that also like it's not all gonna be like purely like electronic stuff which you know i like electronic music it, and like i think its influence in metal i also enjoy if it's done right um but it's for me it can kind of detract from the music so i'll have to like reserve judgment for the the full album but i'm uh i'm optimistic so far that i i think i like overall the the sound yeah i feel like anybody listening to this or who's listened to us in the past knows how i feel kind of about the electronic influence in metal um it's i'm like 80 20 against it most <laughs> of the time but like i do i i as i said earlier you know i welcome experimentation i think it's overall a better thing for music in general but you know specifically metal um it's just not necessarily like in this regard like the electronic stuff isn't necessarily something i vibe with a lot personally um but that's just my own personal opinion you know some people like that kind of you know in, you know that more electronic leaning stuff um that's just not for me personally but you know, I do like it on occasion, and I think Collider grew on me a little bit. Um, Antimatter still has yet to do that, but, uh, you know, yeah. it could. And I do think that, you know, just because a band experiments doesn't mean that they suck now or doesn't mean that the album in its entirety is going to be bad. Um, and just because you don't vibe with a particular record doesn't mean that, oh, now that band's, like, going down you know yeah a path and whatever so (laughs) and it could even be like they just wanted to like get some experimentation out there and then like you know maybe this album is more experimental and then they're like okay we got that out of our system we're gonna go back to being you know the silent planet you know and love i mean they also could be like well we really like this and then keep going down that path too but um you know sometimes bands are like we just want to do something different to like sort of shake off the cobwebs and a palate cleanser. Yeah. And like get a fresh writing take and, you know, yeah. kind of try something else. Yeah. And I, I'm, I side with you in the sense of, you know, I'm going to reserve judgment until it's out and, uh, yeah. and I'm going to, you know, approach it with an open mind. If something sounds good, it sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, I like a lot of different genres, a lot of different artists, whatever, you know, and I, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not going to say that any, every band that ever does anything electronic, I'm just going to immediately be like, well, that's shit now. Like it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. So we'll yeah. see, we'll see what happens, but, um, so yeah, looking forward to that record. I think that might even come out in November. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I feel like November is a big, big month for releases, uh, this year. So we'll have to keep our eyes out on that. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so speaking of, uh, Bands with new music continuing this trend. Let's keep rolling. Uh, this is a this is a local band uh, who's gaining a little bit of traction. I th- I mean I've had people uh, in the Coheed and Cambria scene. Uh, there they are again. Uh, <laughs> comment on how they like this band. Uh, people who are not from the Pittsburgh area. So uh, they're they're getting the, nice. they're getting their name out there. Uh, and that band is Space Weather. Uh, they kind of fall under that like Dance Gavin Dance Idola umbrella we've talked about them in the past i think we had them on a hidden gems at some point yeah um and we interviewed their drummer uh but not talking about space weather he's the also the drummer for nafel shout out to jake what's up buddy um what's up jake but uh 
Yeah, they just dropped a new song called Dead Rose Canvas. Um, have you listened to that yet, Matt? I have not listened. That would just came out Friday, right? It just right? came out, yeah. yeah like, yes, today, yeah, no, two days ago. My days are, my life is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been but, uh, dealing with assorted AC people over the last two days, so. Yeah, it's been, fun uh, stuff, yeah. fun stuff. But, um, so, to me, and I've listened to their entire discography, Dead Rose Canvas is their best sound yet. Um, Ooh. It, it's, it's, uh fantastic sort of uh, I don't want to say final form because I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more um but if this was their final form I I think that's what I'm saying like (laughs) I I, I feel like this is the type of sound that gains traction that sort of catapults a band from being sort of local legends so to speak to like on the national stage Nice. Um, and and I genuinely think that this is this sound is is going to take them places. Um, I'm excited they, to hear the song. I've uh, I mean I really liked Silent Hex and Pyroclasm. Their other two singles that have been out for for a while. I like I I feel like they're putting a, so much effort into the the production of their music. Like honestly, like you know, you said they're in the vein of Dance Gavin Dance. I, I like them better. I I think I agree. Yeah. I think their music is more interesting. It's, but everyone knows how I feel about Dance Gavin Dance. <laughs> yeah. But I like I think they do more interesting and like more progressive sounding things than Dance Gavin Dance does. And uh I think honestly like you know it's I'm sure pr- probably people that are fans of Dance Gavin Dance would be like what no way and like that's blasphemy but like seriously there i don't want to rile up that fan base <laughs> yeah i i put them more like they're they're less dance gavin dance and more idola like it's more, oh yeah yeah definitely. more of like the clean vocal sound um and i really honestly the inst- the instrumentals in this the drumming's always on point jake jake is a fantastic drummer uh massively over, or underrated like massively underrated uh but that's just because he's not out there yet. You know what I mean? Like when he gets out there, he's going to be, in my opinion, he's he's right up there with with any of the 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 big uh, progressive drummers in the scene. So I'm excited for people to sort of get to witness that as well. But uh, instrumentally, I mean, they're really they're really picking shit up here. Uh, I I think uh, the guitars are on point. I know they added Cody from. Uh, I don't know at what point he joined the band, but um, from Haven State, and uh, and I don't know if that sparked a new element or whatever. But really, the instrumentals are on point. A song. Um, I love the like. I keep. I always see like their posts on Instagram and stuff, and their music videos just are like, just so fun. Right. Too, yeah. They're put, like they're putting every, they're putting everything they can into this. I think. Uh, and I just, I, re- I think it should pay off. I think it will pay off. I hope for them it pays off um, because. You can tell that there's a lot of job. love in the, in the music. Like they're all Absolutely. put in everything they've got into it. And it's, it's high quality stuff. Yeah, for sure. So they have a new record. I think this is going to be their debut record technically, because I think their only other record than EP 
um but it's called jaded and dreaming it'll be out november 10th um if you're a fan of idola um dance gavin dance any of those sort of swan core bands um i kind of like i throw coheed yeah Seder. i throw coheed in the mix um mostly because the only people that I've talked to that have sort of, you know, whenever I've posted things like space about space weather on our, on our podcast page, I've gotten messages from Coheed fans, like people who I know are, you know, just judging by their like Instagram name. I know that they're Coheed fans. Like, I know that's how they discovered us. Um, like at Wilhelm Ryan. <laughs> exactly. Things like that. Yeah. Who are just like, Oh, I love I love space weather. Like, oh, they're great. Like, it's like, yeah, they're they're local to us. They're like, oh, that's crazy. That's great. Um, so I'll throw Coheed in the mix if you're a fan of Coheed. Uh, Hail the Sun, maybe. Yeah, I think in like Good Tiger, like Good Tiger, that kind of vein. Um, yeah, if you, which if I fucking love these, them. So I know you do. <laughs> if, if any of these are uh, you know sort of ringing a bell for you, I I would say check out Space Weather. Um, get in before uh, before they blow up. You know. Yeah. Get in while the merch is cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got some cool stuff I saw they posted for, like, I think they have vinyl pre-orders. And, they like, do have vinyl, and, uh, yeah, merch which drop. I'm going to have to probably snag one of them here. Oh, yeah. another thing to mention. They have, uh, they have vocal features on this, and one of the, the biggest vocal feature is uh, Andy from Monuments. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see yeah. that. That's sweet. Yeah, who, who did, a little, did a little ad for us as well, so shout out to Andy. Um, but uh, the, the I I can't wait to hear what that what that sounds like. That's gonna be that'll awesome. be cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, throw monuments into the mix. Why not? So if you uh, <laughs> just just check out Space Weather. Yeah. Just, check just, out Space just Weather. do it. Jaded. Thank jaded and dreaming. Jaded and dreaming coming out November tenth. Definitely check it out. Um. So transitioning to a band that has taken many forms in these last like feel like in such a short period of time five years maybe 10 sitting at less than 10 five seven years they've gone through i think this is like their fourth vocalist uh novelists or novelists fr depending on how you want to look at it well i think um, so they used to be novelist fr and spotify but now they're novelists in all caps and the fr has okay. dropped so i don't know if they like got exclusive you know if they, they got like the like copyright or trademark or whatever for it but, but they dropped the I, FR. I novelists. So their Sela V record in 2020 was my album of the year. I love that record. I still love that record. And that was with, uh, name like Mateo, I think was the name of the singer at that point. Um, yeah, I think his name was Mateo. I'm just, I'm trying to remember. Um, and then he left the band for, I don't know why. And <laughs> they replaced him with a guy named Tobias. Um, and they kind of had like more of a hardcore ish sound with him. Um, which I, I love hardcore music, but that's not necessarily why I like novelists. Like I like the sound that they sort of cultivated with Mateo. Um, and now he's leaving and they replaced him with a female vocalist named Camille Contreras. So very interesting sort of evolution of this band. They went from like a, like a sort of down the middle. I would compare them almost to like, I don't even know who to compare them to with Mateo, but 
um, your more traditional like progressive metal with like, like maybe honestly maybe a monuments like I would probably maybe compare them to like monuments um, like a progressive metal core yeah, yeah 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 with like less like le- a lot less harsh vocals um, okay and then they transition to more of like a era meets north lane meets knocked loose like it was an interesting combination <laughs> like they did some songs with like landmarks and stuff like like uh the singer from landmarks um with tobias and it was fine i mean it was it it i didn't like it as much but i still enjoyed the music um and now they're transitioning to a female vocalist and i know that their fan base like didn't like the change to tobias like there was a lot there was always people commenting like bring Mateo back bring Mateo back or whatever and like I know that that stuff got to them in a way you could tell and then to Tobias leaving and them bringing in uh Camille Contreras the first song they released was called turn it up um and then as a keyboard keyboard warrior social club in parentheses after it because I think this was just sort of their like fuck you to the to all the people who were just getting on the internet and saying like Oh, you guys are falling apart. You guys are, you know, this band is dying, whatever. Like, bring back Mateo. Um, and I think the, uh, Camille, and again, I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Camille Contreras. Um, Looks right to me. It's an interesting, it's an interesting direction. I mean, she sounds, she's got an incredible vocal range. Um, she does harsh vocals at the end that kind of come out of nowhere. Um and she sounds just like Courtney LaPlante from Spirit Box. And that's not just because she's a female vocalist doing heavy metal music, whatever. Like, it sounds like she's making like the same sort of like mouth shapes that Courtney. Like she it's like yeah. if you told if you told me if you told me that this was novelist featuring Courtney LaPlante, I would have believed you. Yeah, that's I I need to check this one out. I I saw that they put out a new single, but I hadn't uh haven't got a chance to to listen to it, I saw that the title was like like keyboard warrior thing, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah." And and I believe it's about? currently. I mean, maybe not by the time this posts, but uh, we had it, you know, this week on the uh, jams of the week. So you may have, if you follow that playlist, which if you don't follow the link in our bio on Instagram, uh, give that give that playlist a follow. We update it weekly um with with songs that we're listening to whether they're new or old or whatever so you either get a blast from the past or you get a little a little We usually have like a mix. New. I feel like It is usually a mix. Yeah. Every once like... in a while we get in our feels though and we it's just all throwbacks. So yeah. you, know, you never know what you're going to get, but um we do update it weekly um even through all the bullshit that we've just gone through. We were still updating <laughs> that playlist weekly, so that's one thing that maybe you can count on from us, but uh <laughs> so you know, definitely give that playlist a follow, but yeah, that, that that song was on there, but, um, so you may have already listened to it, but the, uh, I th- I'm interested in, in how this goes. I think this could actually work out for them. Um, not that again, not that like Tobias, the Tobias era was bad. Um, yeah, it I just think, wasn't I your think favorite maybe, player. I think maybe this, I think this Camille Contreras era might fit the band better. So I'm interested to see how it goes. I don't like the shtick, like the sort of weird uh, 
keyboard warriors. Like I don't I don't know if I like that like as subject matter. But if they, if they wanted to get that off their chest and then just transition to actually you know doing what they're doing, that's fine. It's it's a yeah. jokey thing, and, and and you know that is what it is. But I think musically, I think this is a good version of novelists, at least with the sort of bite size uh, you know taste that we have of what it's going to sound like. So looking forward to that. But speaking of another band who, uh Speaking of changing their sound and sounding different than what they've sounded like and going in a different direction. There's, there's actually a lot of that trends. for now. There's been I'm a lot like of that. Catching the trend here. But unprocessed. That thrash single, bro. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. I they they came out and said before they even dropped it, this is gonna be our heaviest record. And then they dropped Thrash. And then they're like, if you thought that was like first of all, let's just talk about Thrash. So um it's so pro- wild they they do like there's blast beats in this shit there's like this crazy like thump like tremolo picked thump palm muted whatever the fuck's going on riff that yeah, i don't even it's know like, what's going on it there. sounds like some he's got like six hands it sounds like a growling like, guitar. It's like it's so weird like i don't know how because it does, it sounds like it's muted. Like it's almost it's sounds like, like a string muted. rake, but it also has like a thump. And I don't know how you would string rake and thump. Like you can't like physically hold a pick and do the thumb like tosin thump thing at the same time. Like I, I, you'd have to like so, do like a weird claw thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like trying to picture how a human so. could make this sound. I saw he posted a reel of him playing it and it's Oh did he? So he's it's all with a pick. There's no there's no string rake. It's just like he's muting and instead of like how Tosin does the thump with his thumb, how he does like the down and up motion, but he does it like crazy fast, which is what like I mean Tim Henson has also ad- adopted this like style and all that stuff. Like he's instead of doing it with his thumb, he's doing it with a pick. And he's tremolo picking in that like thump style while somehow muting like it's it's interesting it's definitely out there it doesn't like sound complex it just sounds fast like to the like to the layman it sounds it doesn't sound like it would be complex and then you like watch like the techniques that he i mean it's not like it's this crazy technical sounding thing but it's like when you watch it it's like that's kind of crazy that and how has nobody done that yet? Yeah, it's like I've, I've not like it. It sounds like it's blending so many techniques. Like we talked about, like Tosin does the thumping thing, and then obviously there's the you know the, you know Gent is known for its you know aggressively palm muting. <laughs> yeah, stuff, I think my but... I think my favorite part about it is they like they drop they drop everything else out of the track out of like the, the song. So it's like it's just that for a second, and then they sort of bring everything back in to like it turns it into like a groove almost, um, and then they'll like blast beat like they'll blast beat with it to play at the speed, and then they drop it like it's just it's so interesting, um, and that doesn't change the fact that um, unprocessed are just that the entire band, but especially Manuel, like they're very much instrumental wizards like yeah. like it's so 
you know, you get that little thumpy part or whatever, which doesn't sound technical. And maybe for, you know, maybe you're like, oh, this is, you know, they're just dumbing it down or whatever. He's still doing all this crazy guitar shit. He's still shredding in that song. Yeah. And also all the while he does all the fucking vocals too. Like this dude is insane. By far my favorite guitarist uh, in the scene. And so, I mean, definitely check this out if you haven't. It's, it's so heavy. Um, it's really cool. It's, and the fact that it's, it's as heavy as it is. And then they come out and say like, Oh, you like that? You ain't seen nothing yet. Like, it's like, I, I cannot wait for this record. Yeah. I, it is like, it's a crazy turn for them. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of the other ones that we were talking about, like some of the stuff was like, you know, the Tesseract one we were like excited about. It's really good, but it's still like, it's not as good as, altered state in our opinions and then like the silent planet stuff but it's like i don't know i really like this single from unprocess and if the rest of the album is going to be in this similar vein like this is a even better trajectory trajectory for uh for unprocessed in my opinion so like this could potentially be like my favorite unprocessed album if it's going to sound like this first track. Agreed. 100%. And that's saying a lot because I love all of the other unprocessed music. So yeah, Noir and gold. And I mean, all that stuff is great. So definitely check them out. If you haven't check out the single, if you haven't, if you've maybe been down on unprocessed because they just weren't heavy enough for you or something like that, which I know there are some people like that out there. Uh, this will fix re- that. This, I was going to say this might <laughs> fix that for you. So definitely go check this out. But and speaking of bands, fixing things, um <laughs> that's a good thing <laughs> spirit box dropped a new single called jaded and it actually sounds like spirit box again yay yeah i it makes me less uh less i guess concerned concerned about the new album the, yeah <laughs> because like so far until this single i was not super excited about any of their other ones like there was I forget the because I, I ha, I've only listened to them a couple times because I wasn't a huge fan. Like there was one that I didn't mind. I think it's um, Hysteria, maybe because I think that's the one that I think maybe I liked a little bit. Yeah, I, I think remember. that was the it's one. It's not that was, Rotoscope because that one's trash, and Sew Me Up I don't think I liked. Yeah, one of them was like felt very like new metal. Yeah, I think that's style. Rotoscope. Yeah, and I was not a sign of the time. Yeah, it's like oh my god, this is bad. It, it felt like almost like a that felt like Rob Zombie. Yeah, it was terrible. Kind of feeling I did not did not enjoy that. Um, but Jaded is it feels like Eternal Blue. I, I, era. I would even go as far as to say like Mara effect. Like it it would even fit there in my opinion. Yeah, um, I could see. Like the self-titled, like the Mara effect sweep on the self-titled. Like I could, I see it. Like it sounds like, it sounds like what I want Spirit Box to sound like. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, what? That's four singles that they've put out. I think five. I think. Uh, well, well, I guess it depends. Cause like, I maybe that rotoscope thing was a separate entity. Cause there's like three tracks on that. I think maybe that was a separate entity. But then they had the Void as well. Which was oh, that's an right. Okay yeah, song and then Jaded. Yeah, and I guess yeah, Void and Jaded are actually on a separate like EP listing on 
Spotify. So those other three, maybe they were just like their experimental stuff. And like Spearbox, they had a whole album that they ended up piecing together of random assorted singles that they did. So maybe that was like them testing the waters and doing some more experimental stuff. And they put out that like Rotoscope EP. And then now they're kind of going back to their sound with like the void same as what you said is like it's it was back getting back on track and then jaded is like okay we're back here now and so if you know they leave those three songs off and they you know these two that they've put out for this upcoming album or i would assume album um then that is uh makes me more excited than I previously was. Yep. 100%. 100%. So, I mean, there's probably not much more to touch on there. I mean, Jaded, we're finally coming back to hopefully a bit of middle normalcy here. And yeah. If you again, felt the same as us, then. Yeah. Again, bands like can experiment. That's fine. But it's when you start dumbing down your music that I'm just like, oh, you're better than this. And that's yeah. how I felt about Spirit Box. So, no shade, you know, go make your money. I mean, they're, they're in that mainstream sort of back to, you know, the beginning full circle of this conversation, you know, they're definitely a band that is benefiting from this new mainstream, uh, sort of appeal to metal music. So, um, you know, go make your money. That's fine. But let's, you know, let's keep the songs like jaded coming too. So. Yeah. Bring it back to the old school, uh, spear box. So transitioning away from new music and and to sort of news in a way, um, something that we wanted to mention on here and give a shout out to to Sal from Thank You Scientist. Um, he's leaving the band. I think it's you know just wants to be with his family or whatever, just ready to sort of you know calm down the touring life and all that stuff. And so we just wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, you know, Thank You Scientist. I mean, he's been a part of some fantastic records um some of which in my opinion have made pretty large impacts on the progressive metal music scene um one record in particular maps of non-existent places or maps to non-existent places um in my opinion is a is a masterpiece in the genre um and obviously his his fingerprints are all over that so um massively underrated record that that deserves to have way more sort of uh accolades if it you know so if if that's a record that you've not checked out anybody listening to this master non-existent places uh thank you scientist um you know amazing record you know we're, we're thankful to have sort of the body of work that he's put out in this band and i'm sure the band will probably maybe continue on in some capacity uh based on sort of hopefully verb based on the verbiage of the announcement it sounds like, you know, they're just trying to sort of collect themselves and figure out what the next steps are. And obviously we'll support any of those guys in yeah, absolutely. any of their future endeavors. So, um, but shout out to Sal. Thank you for everything that you provided to the music scene, to the metal scene, to the progressive metal scene. Thank you, scientist. Thank you, scientist. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm glad that I got to see them uh, uh, here not that long ago. I think that might have even been the last show I went to. So with uh Rivers of Nile and Between the Bear to Me. So Yeah. Um glad I got to see him one last time and till next time, you know. Yeah. So and then in some uh in some 
better news or some, you know, you know, out with, you know, one, one person leaves, you know, another person <laughs> coming back or another band coming back job for a cowboy is, is putting out new music. Yeah. I, I don't, maybe they haven't, they announced stuff previously. I don't, I like, I didn't follow them on, on Instagram or anything, but I just like opened Spotify one day and it was like new music job for a cowboy single. And I was like, what? I know. Like, <laughs> I think it's, uh, Sumerian that they're on it's one of those but I know their label who I follow uh put out a cryptic post like a month or so ago where it was like like a briefcase and then like a cow- a briefcase emoji and a cowboy emoji and then like a like a thinking emoji or something like that it was like where people <laughs> were just like job for a cowboy's coming back so um there were there were <laughs> signs but then they just dropped a single on us uh, yeah the agony seeping storm yeah, so I I listened to it once. I've unfortunately not been able to jam it more than that. I honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, don't remember much about it because my life has been a whirlwind. But I know you <laughs> listened to it, so I'll, yeah. I'll let you take the lead on this one. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it honestly, like, despite them not putting out music for God, how long has it been? <laughs> like, probably a decade. Um, yeah, it's been a while. They came back and just like swinging for the fences. It's, you know, it's more job for a cowboy. Like they, it doesn't sound to me like they've done like a drastic change of sound. It kind of feels like we miss what we did. Like, let's get the boys back together and, you know, make something new in the same vein. So, you know, it definitely fills that void. If you know, you've been missing job for a cowboy. You know, I think I'd put it in the same kind of vein as like the Zenith Passage and like those kind of guys. Um, it's a, it's a cool track. Uh, I mean, I don't know that like with the Zenith Passage putting out their their new album, that's uh up there on my you know tech death um, stuff. So I you know I don't think this will surpass that in in my opinion. But it's it's a cool track. So I'm excited nice. to see if they are gonna put out at least more singles this year or if they're even just going to drop a full album by the end of the year i need to uh look into more of that and see if they they might have announcements that i just haven't seen but i was excited when i saw jfac on the uh the spotify thing of like holy cow that's oh, a band yeah. i haven't thought of in a while yeah back when ruination came back came out back in 2009 uh i went and caught them on that tour they toured with like goat whore or something and uh it was a pretty pretty awesome show and then uh i had i actually in college cuz uh 2009 is the year that i 2009 2000 anyways either 2009 2010 is the year i started college i had a poster from that tour on my uh on my wall in my dorm and uh <laughs> definitely definitely scared uh scared some roommates for sure <laughs> um, but my one roommate listened to black metal and had like all kinds of black metal posters on his wall. So like between him and I, we, uh, we had, I had, I had three total roommates and, uh, yeah, we were, we were on one side of the, of the like apartment style dorm room. And then the other two were on the other side and we were definitely the scarier side for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, good to see them coming back. Good to see them putting out new music. Um, looking forward to see sort of what sort of collection of, of, of tracks that they put out see how experimental they get or how sort of straight down the line like 
walk down memory lane. Uh, they, yeah. They end up sounding. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I mean, that sort of wraps up a lot of this. Uh, we have some things sort of coming up here. I know we're going to go, we're going to that deer hunter Delta sleep show together. And uh, at the end of October, that's going to be sweet. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I know. Uh, Delta sleep has quickly become one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And I think that's probably the same for you. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, they're just one of those, like the music. So like feel good. It's just like, you just throw that on and just like chill out and stuff. It's like, so good it's yeah, like it's... it fits like pretty much every mood you could you could listen to it and they have like a nice mix i mean they they don't get super heavy but they have you know spy dolphin like that's a decently decently heavy ish song and uh yeah i agree i mean it's just something you can put on at any time and and uh that's that's what i've always liked about coheed and that's what i like about delta sleep um and then deer hunter uh playing I don't know if they're playing Migrant in its entirety or if it's just they're going to play a heavy dose of Migrant as as part of like sort of the Migrant anniversary tour type thing. But that's what their that's what their focus is going to be. Um, I'm definitely more excited for Delta Sleep. I'm not trying to throw any, you know, I've seen <laughs> Deer Hunter many times and they're great live. And uh, I do look forward to their set, but really looking forward to seeing Delta Sleep since this will only be my second time. You're our second time seeing them. So, yeah. Um, excited to see what their set list ends up being since we kind of have a pretty good idea of what we're going to hear from Deer Hunter. So, um, yeah. on top of that, we're going to try to get some new, some new episodes out. Um, you know, hopefully sooner, uh, than, than two months or however long it's been. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, life I know continue to calm down we'll be able to have more time to record and put out episodes for sure and i know uh you know we've we've had some bands reach out to us via via email and and other means uh and i think we have probably enough material here to maybe throw out a hidden gems episode here soon so um keep an eye out for that that's likely going to be our our next episode whenever we uh have the time to do it yeah, um, hopefully in the which, next uh, again, week hopefully or two. soon. Hopefully yeah. soon. So keep an eye out. Um and we're going to get a little bolder as well moving forward with some of the bands that we reach out to to maybe get on the podcast <laughs> uh for interviews. Uh we've already been in contact with with one or two or more, or who knows. You know, we don't want to spoil anything, but uh of of bands that have a good um, a good amount of followers uh good amount of people who listen to them who would recognize them so um again we're we're still working on things with that but um hopefully some exciting news soon and and yeah as always thank you thank you for listening to us thanks for the patience sorry that's been so long and uh hopefully again we'll uh we'll be talking to you guys soon thank you so much for listening yeah thanks everyone